You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Coming in hot, 9 o'clock. Yeah, you don't need that much ham. No. For is, you know, my dad's a butcher, was, whatever. And, once uh, you're a butcher, you're always yeah. Butcher. Once when a you butcher, retire a butcher, it's blood in, blood All out. He's dude. doing now. He's butchering grass now. Yeah. It's the same deal, yeah. man. I mean, this is you know, no one just leaves this lifestyle, man. This doesn't happen that way. Uh, I really just like steak and some chicken. That's about it. Not really big yeah, on the other other meats. We're talking for the morning though. Like you do, like I mean, cl- it was classic Sausage. back in the day. You could do steak. Back when people were convinced yeah. you could just eat steak at 7 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I feel like that's gone. It's kind of gone away. I'll eat sausage. You don't dine the same place as I do. Yeah. They you still, still, will they they serve still steak? got the $7 steak. Not, <laughs> not huge on pork. Uh, not huge on uh, not huge on lamb. Not not huge at all on lamb. And then the other stuff is whatever. Hmm. Yeah. Well, you think I'd have a lot more of a palate for it. I, Here I we was are. expecting variety. Yeah. Sam Motson, he joins us. He is a uh, man of variety. When it comes to quarterbacks, I don't know how I can make that all work together, but I did. did Sam, yeah. good morning to you. Hello, Sam. Morning. I thought we were just going to stay stay on the steak conversation. I could be I could be up for that. What's your favorite cut of meat? I'm I'm a fillet man. I think people try and overcomplicate things and and try and get a little bit too uh, you know a little bit too esoteric and say no other meats are better. They're they're more flavorsome. They're they're not. Fillet is the best. It's the best for a reason. That's what we should stick with. I feel I'm a, a strip steak guy because I say of ribeye, it's it's I, I think it's too normal. And then if I say fillet, I think people are going to go, "Well, congratulations on all your success, Ken." <laughs> yeah, what, I mean, I'm not saying I got to afford fillet every time I want to eat steak, but that's what you'd go for. You're a PFF guy. You guys do very well. Sam Monson joining us. PFF. You can find him on Twitter at pff underscore Sam. He's on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Uh, Sam, there's a big fallout yesterday, and I wasn't here for it. Uh, you don't no, don't hang up on me now. Don't get hot with me. Uh, were you guys talking about David Njoku, something like that, and how he could be a how he could be a cap casualty for the Browns or something? And some people on the internet were freaking out. Yeah, strangely, this is a a situation where somebody found ten seconds of a twenty minute discussion and 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 completely changed what was being talked about. Um, we we just listed an, uh, a few guys from an article somewhere else that had people listed as cap casualties one of which with David Njoku, and concluded that there's no way that happens. He's too good. He's playing too well. They need him. Doesn't make sense for anybody. But that's not what the 10 seconds on Twitter showed. That happens. That does happen a lot, especially in our world where things like that happen. Because, you know, it's I, – I, honestly, Sam, I've been off sick the last two days, so I wake up and I'm going, wait, we just got this David Njoku stuff the way we want it. Like, we, we got it just figured out now. But playing alongside of Deshaun Watson, Jonathan, you know more than I do. Take it away on this situation. 
Well, I went to Sean. I, you know, so I went back and I listened to you guys' segment, you and Steve. And I actually, by the way, I love your your pregame stuff throughout the yeah. season. I listen every every single week. I check that out. I, I think you guys do a fantastic job. And I, I thought that, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, I thought you were particularly hard when it came to Deshaun Watson. I, I believe you said it's hard to win when you're spending $50 million on a quarterback in general, but it's it's especially hard when you're spending $50 million on a bad quarterback. Yes. Yeah, that's pretty much that. That's not a not a, not a bad um, paraphrasing if it is a paraphrasing. Do you think Deshaun Watson's bad? I think he has been bad so far for Cleveland. I mean, Deshaun Watson has shown a spectrum of play in his NFL career that ranges from genuinely elite, you know, right up there with the top quarterbacks in the NFL. That was basically the last thing we saw from him in Houston um, before everything that went down there transpired. Uh, up till really genuinely terrible play. Um, and he's improved slightly during his time there with Cleveland, but it's no, I, I think, coincidence that the best quarterback play for that offense came from Joe Flacco. And that's not a good thing. I mean, Joe Flacco's story was incredible last season, um, but Joe Flacco coming off the couch at 38 years old should not be making a material impact on an offense relative to the guy that you gave a you know multi-year fully guaranteed 200 plus million dollar contract to Deshaun Watson hasn't even come close to justifying that deal yet for the Browns well what do you were the Browns doing anything wrong in your eyes with Deshaun Watson no not I I don't think this is a schematic problem and I think this is why it's an issue I, I don't think this is a case of you know, Deshaun Watson has been plugged is a, is a square peg being plugged into a round hole, and the situation from a is somebody else's fault. You know, they're they're trying to do things that aren't uh, suited to what he does best. Um, they're they're just trying to make him work in an offense that doesn't make sense for him. I think he simply hasn't been um, anywhere near the player that he was previously that they thought they were trading for him. Um, you know, you you can it's very difficult to find any kind of statistical number that suggests that he's been even vaguely the same type of quarterback. I, I think there's maybe ways that they could tweak the offense to move in his direction a little bit, but ultimately like they need him to take massive steps forward independent of that. If you were Andrew Barry, what would you do knowing everything you just said? Um, I, I think you're in a tough spot. I mean, they, they made the bed. They have to lie in it. I, I think they can do what they tend to do, which is, you know, kick money into future years and, and manage the salary cap that way. They've got a lot of capacity to restructure deals and to free up some cap space. But I, I think the, the analysis we started off with is is what you end up with, which is when you have a quarterback taking a giant sum of your salary cap, it's difficult to manage your roster in today's NFL and maintain a championship caliber roster. And that's true for a lot of teams in the NFL right now. It's true every year. For Kansas City, it's true for Buffalo, for Cincinnati, now for the Chargers, um, for all these teams that have a quarterback taking up a ton of their salary cap and a, and a huge amount of their roster space. It's even harder than that when you have a quarterback taking up that kind of space and he's not playing at that kind of level. So you can do what you can do to try and make his life easier, You know, keep receiving weapons around him, try and tweak the offense that, that does uh, – things that he wants to do or, or things that he's comfortable with, but ultimately you need that guy to play better. Will Ken Dorsey help Deshaun Watson and should Ken Dorsey be calling plays this coming fall? Yeah, great question. Um, Ken Dorsey was obviously the scapegoat in Buffalo. And I, I think he was more of a scapegoat than he was a problem. Um, I, I, there were some sort of 
you know, you look at the way Buffalo season kind of turned around when they made that switch, but I think that was more coincidence than it was cause uh, that getting rid of Ken Dorsey changed things for the better and made everything better. I think the underlying metrics were always positive for that Buffalo team and they just stopped being punished um, over the course of the season. So, look, I, I think Ken Dorsey comes in. He will pass more. He will put more on the shoulders of, of his quarterback, I think, um, not necessarily in a, a raising the level of difficulty, but simply upping the, the amount of the offense that flows through the quarterback, which is probably a, a good thing at this point. And I, I, given what we've seen from Stefanski and not being able to you know, create this offense that, that does mesh with what Deshaun Watson does, I don't see a harm in giving Ken Dorsey a crack at it and saying, this is our task. We need to create an offense that makes Deshaun Watson get back to being the player we've seen he can be in Houston. And, you know, so far I failed at doing that. So give it a shot and I can step in if, if we need to later on down the line. I thought you and Steve were really insightful in kind of showing how the Browns are just different than some other teams in the NFL when it came to paying the amount of guys they have paid $10 plus million a year to. I think you guys said on each side of the ball, usually it's like two guys potentially. And with the Browns, you have a lot of them. And then you went into the guys that they have to pay as well. And it's just a, it's a unique situation, Sam. Yeah, and it's interesting because everybody still has this idea in their head of teams that are terrible at managing the salary cap and you know spend their lives in salary cap hell. I think we've kind of evolved past that. Their teams don't get into salary cap hell anymore. It just doesn't really happen. That was a, a product of you know the early era of the salary cap system where people didn't really understand how it worked and nobody had plotted this thing out and sort of studied the future ramifications. And you did get teams mortgaging the future consciously or unconsciously, and then they would end up in this situation where the whole thing get, needs to get blown up um, and, and change everything. Now – you know, you look, there are, there are people out there that kind of plot these graphs that show how much salary cap space you've got and then how much capacity you've got to kind of restructure contracts and, and lower that number. You know, right now there's, what, a third of the league are technically over the salary cap, and the, the salary cap needs to be compliant in a, in a couple of weeks' time. Um, so you would look at that and you say, well, half the league is in salary cap hell. But all of those teams have the ability to restructure deals to – you know, make some moves and get under the cap pretty easily. Um, and, and there are teams that play the game that way, teams that, you know, max out the credit card every month and then pay it off. And then there are other teams that don't touch their credit card, that want to live in the world of, you know, debit. And every transaction they make is, like, live, re real against the salary cap. So the Browns are one of those teams now that play the salary cap in an unusual way. And I don't think it means it's, it's a bad way. It's, um, you know, it's the incorrect way of doing it, but it is unusual. Sam Monson joining us from PFF. Yeah, it's it's very odd because we went immediately from a lot of us used to brag about how much cap space we had to like, ah, how can we finagle it this this year? <laughs> like, how can we do it here? Um, with Deshaun, then how much pressure will there be on maybe next year? Not not in 2024, but I mean in 2025 and beyond when you you have to start paying the fiddler on, on what you have with the cap. I mean, I think there's pressure every year for him because of that deal. Like, it's an unusual deal. It's an absolute outlier. It's such an unusual deal that the rest of the league seems to have basically determined to ignore it. Like, we're not using that contract as precedent the way every other quarterback contract is used when the next one comes due. Teams, 31 other teams have just decided that's a fake contract, that's a fake deal that doesn't exist for the rest of us, so we're going to ignore it. But the only team that that's not applicable to is the Browns. They have to live with that deal because it's on their salary cap. It's on their books. So... 
there is pressure every single year because that's the thing that's squeezing every other decision they have to make. Um, obviously, you know, the Njoku thing isn't happening, but Nick Chubb is a potential cat casualty for real. You know, he's a guy that they do have to make a decision on. And the only reason that's a decision is because of the Deshaun Watson contract. And that's, that's going to be the case for every single kind of move that's coming up for Cleveland. It's all conditioned by that Deshaun Watson contract. And the worse he plays, the bigger a problem that looks. So every single season, there's an incredible amount of pressure on him um, and on the Browns organization, because there's no real way out of that deal um, to fix it, to make it look good. My, cause I, I've had a bone of contention with other people about this. And I, I like you so much, Sam, that I'm not going to, but I, I have to ask you uh, from, uh, from either side, like not reworking a contract I mean, how is that? That that just would not be beneficial to Nick in the position that he's in. I mean, you're going on what 29 years old or whatever it is right now. Like, we all look at the when guys start to fall off a cliff, and it's like, well, I I think it would behoove the Browns to try to extend him out and spread this out and see if they could take less of a hit. And I also think it would help out Nick Chubb to not be a total free agent after such a serious knee injury. No, I agree. I, I think there's a way of getting that done, but from from his perspective, given how good he's been you know, the, there's no good, right? Like the answers, the, the options available to him are get cut because you don't want to take a pay cut or take a pay cut or, or restructure, you know, what, what you're describing and sort of rework that deal. It's not, you know, it's, it, it doesn't feel like what he deserves given what he's done for this team. I agree with you. That's probably the best way of doing it. But if he wants to be, I quote unquote, stubborn about it, if he wants to say, look, I've earned this deal, I shouldn't have to take a contract hit just because I, I got a bad knee injury and you guys are squeezed against the salary cap, the ultimate conclusion of that is probably they have to cut him and move on because of that. So, um, yeah, I, I think you're right. That's probably the way the most likely outcome of that deal is probably still there's common ground that they can try and bring him back because if you're Nick Chubb, you are coming off a serious knee injury. You would be leaving one of the best offensive lines in the NFL, which has to factor into his decision-making process. and his age involved. So there's definitely reasons you would want to stay in Cleveland, but the fact that his contract would need to get reworked for that to happen is all because of things like, you know, the current situation. I think you guys were really interesting in regards to the offensive line, uh, because, and I, honestly, I it, tell me if you, if your thoughts have changed on this at all in, in the past couple of days, but it, it, I, my impression of it was that you guys wanted to go down the road of potentially trading Jack Conklin, but then also you had to find a way to get Dewan Jones in there. So it kind of felt like maybe you were okay and comfortable with saying maybe Jed Wills isn't the answer at left tackle. What, what route would you go with this offensive line where you essentially got three guys for two spots? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Exactly. And that, that was my only real point there. I think Dewan Jones is too good to not be starting for them right now. I think they discovered that last year. They, To me, he was a first-round talent that slipped to the fourth round for whatever reason it was. And there were you know, various sort of rumors about him pre-draft in terms of effort, in terms of attitude, in terms of all kinds of things. And whatever reason, he slipped to where he did and almost immediately got the opportunity, which you don't tend to get at that spot, to get on the field and show whether or not teams got that right or not. And immediately it looked like everybody got it wrong. And this guy was a a first-round talent um, at tackle and could step in and be that kind of player right away. And you know, run blocking wasn't even a strength of his year one. And I think that could easily come on and improve year two, year three, and and going forward. And at that point, you end up with a genuinely high-level starting caliber tackle. So he needs to be on the field, I think, year two. And whether or not that's right tackle where you just decide you've he's earned it and you make the switch um, and and try and figure out a a way of um, either moving on from Jack Conklin or simply sitting him on the bench for a year, Uh, or you give him an opportunity to compete at left tackle, where I think Jedrick Wills, even though he's got the pedigree of the former first round, I I think he's been the weakest tackle they've had for a while um, in terms of those three. So I I would give him that shot to compete at that side of the line if you've decided that Jack Conklin has to start at right tackle. Where should Justin Fields be next year? Tough spot. Um, I I don't know how many teams – um, are, are really interested in having Justin Fields as the starter and believe he's the long-term solution. Atlanta is an obvious connection um, and has been the whole way. They need a quarterback. He's got connections uh, geographically there, and, and it makes some sense. Um, I don't know how many other teams make a ton of sense. Like Justin Fields can clearly be a starting quarterback, but we don't know how good he can be. And he's getting to the point pretty soon where you're going to have to pay him a lot of money to find out how good he can be. And that's why I think the Bears are going to want to reset that clock and go with Caleb Williams at number one. But it it puts every other team in the same kind of predicament, which is, you know, can we give this guy a huge contract or are we trading something for someone that may only be playing here for a year? Your best guess today, who do you think is the Steelers week one starter? I think the Steelers week one starter probably ends up being Kenny Pickett again. Okay, I'll, I'll take that. I would certainly take that. <laughs> I'll, I'll take that. I would certainly take that. Sam, you're a wonderful man. We do appreciate it, and we thank you very much for the time, and we'll talk to you again soon. Anytime, guys. Take it easy. You Thanks. too, Sam Monson from Pro Football Focus, PFF underscore Sam on Twitter. 
Uh, and that's where he's at on Twitter. And again, he's on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline. I mean, there are some things he's saying about Deshaun Watson there that are concerning. But I can't get any of them fixed right now. I got to get them fixed later. Well, they they can work on fixing them now, but he can't even throw it to win next month is when they're saying next March. month. Yeah, but the, the problem is that he didn't think it was anything schematically. He didn't think it was anything that was wrong with the roster make, uh, makeup or construction. It basically he made it sound like if you're Andrew Barry. You're just stuck between a rock and a hard place. If you're Andrew Barry, don't you want to believe that there's something you can do to alleviate, to help, to fix what happened with Deshaun and what's happened with Deshaun so far? Don't you want to feel like some part of that is within your power? Yeah. Sam gave off the impression that he believes that uh, it's it doesn't matter if, if he put uh, four Jerry Rices out in the field. Deshaun Watson's not going to be able to do something with that. Well, there's something he's going to have to get figured out. I mean, it's it's just basically basically on him. That's now, a tough sw- that's a tough pill to swallow. It is, it is. But I, this is again, this is what we've chosen. This is what we have here, and so this is why it's got to be figured out. And again, at, at, when I got upset about the whole Aaron Shots conversation, I didn't get upset as Daryl did. Um, but when I got upset yeah, with that, I'm Darryl not taking that. <laughs> I'm not taking shots at Aaron Shots. But what I'm saying is, <laughs> is like next year, if you want to talk about well, you're competition, a straight shooter, so. or the year after that, you want to talk about it, fine. But you, there's just no room at the end to have con- a competition this year. It, it, you can disagree with that from a football sense, and in a lot of ways, I would agree with you. But then when I look at a monetary sense, I can't agree with you. Not, not you. I'm talking about anybody. Two one six four seven four to below ninety two. Coming up next, I will not watch it here. I won't watch it there. I won't watch it anywhere. Am I letting you down by not taking a look at it? What is it? I'll tell you next. That and coming in hot at 940 on the fan. And it's an article from The Hill from July 26th this last year, seven months ago. What's The Hill? It's a political website. Okay. It's not a Jonah page. They cover The Hill. Capitol Hill. (laughs) Yeah, they cover The Hill. And uh, for a Jonah Hill fan page, to be honest. uh, Well, yeah, I mean, we'll see. I'm sure there's something written about Jonah Hill up here on The Hill. It says, American teens are driving less. This is from January or from July. Share of teenagers with driver's license in the age of 16 to 19 declined from 64% in 1995. Guess where it's at right now as of the last time they took a status? They took a, they took the stats. In 2021, it was at 65% in 1995. Guess where it's at in 2021? 2024 now, but when when was it? So the year after the Seven, COVID thing. 42%. 3%. Just under 40%. Wow. The reasons yeah, I mean, are so, as complicated as teams. It says car costs have surged. That's true. That's true. You, you can't just get a beater or anything like that. Or a, a, a well, you can. I car. bought one, but the beater cost me. The beater cost. Yeah, bucks. it's way See, too that's expensive. The thing, man. Yeah, that's the that's the real bitch of it all. Is like back in the day, like anybody who likes cars and trucks, right. used to be able to get an old square bodied piece of trash mm-hmm. for like you always. There was always the thing. It's like all right, you you don't need a car, but you always need a truck if you get in a truck. Right. So you you, you pay like a thousand dollars for it. Like there are square body rollers right now. You spent like just as much on that as as Lima spent on the two person or the two baby stroller. Well, that's my yeah. my yeah. father bought a Ford Fairmont just to get us so when he couldn't yeah. drive the work truck right. And his big complaint was my mom spent $300 more on the vacuum than we spent on the car that Mm -hmm. drove our family place. You will see, like on Facebook Marketplace now, you will see rollers, like old old K10 pickups with no motor. Right. And that'll be seven grand. It's insane. And it's like, firm, you ain't getting me less than seven grand. I know what I got. I know know what I got. No low balls. And like what I, the, the stroller we got was like 800. I got my first, it was an eight. I got my first car when I was two this would have been 2003 
it was an '85. It was an '85 Bronco Deuce I got from my grandfather, that and I had sounds, to. At least it's, it sounds like a cool car. Oh, the Bronco Deuce. Yeah, I drove. I drove oh, a. Brother. I had a purple <laughs> minivan. Was my first car. That's that Deuce was all right. I don't know. There wasn't no purple minivan. <laughs> it was not a purple minivan. An Astro van. What kind of was it? An Aerostar? I don't remember the brand. I don't. It was, you don't it was, remember the brand of the van you used to drive? I, no, I forget stupid things like that. I don't. I, you think I'm lying about that? I can't. No, I, can't, I don't think you're lying. I don't remember the brand name. But I think it was. How do you not remember the brand of the car you drove, Jonathan? I don't remember. It was a purple minivan. That's you might all be I remember about it. the only man on this station and listening to these words coming out of your mouth the right now. the only thing I remember about it. It was a purple know. minivan. It was my mom's old minivan that she gave to me. And I, I got in a car accident. And then it was that it was it. It was over. Uh, a drunk driver hit me and it was done. Well, I'm coming I'm, out of a bar. I was it. I'm glad you're okay, and you I'm sorry that bar. happened. My dip cup spilled everywhere. You dipped? Oh, big time in high you school. You are an onion. This is big unbelievable. Time. Big time in high school. Well, can I ask about brand or do yeah, I get I done think for you that? Have to. We're getting close to coming in hot. It was always skull. Skull? Yeah, it was always. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I even you're not gonna like this Long answer. Cut though. Wintergreen no, you're not gonna like no, you're gonna like this answer though. Let's hear it. I love the pouches. Yeah. And then that was the time. You're at that point in my man? life, they they came out with like the different the different uh, flavored pouches as yeah. well. So yeah. I do like berry pouches and stuff like that. What's wrong with that? I feel like you're just. Dis- I feel like you'd Other be a little disappointed cancer. in that. Well, yeah. Obviously. Why would I be disappointed well, yeah, in that? Of course we don't. I this I anymore. feel like you were a non pouch guy. Oh, I did chaw. Yeah, <laughs> I was Levi <laughs> Garrett. <laughs> I was Levi Garrett. There was a point that in my life where I did a little peach skull because it was like putting cobbler in your lip. Yeah, man. peach skull was good. Again, we don't condone that. Yeah, of course, we would behavior. never do that now. Bad, I, mean, I haven't dipped in years. Been, Go back to oh, class very, very long time. Especially well, you these tins a... are like eleven bucks yeah, each oh, now. Yeah. Are they really? Oh, brother, this is like rotisserie chicken Actually, all over again. You should see how much the chaw. Eleven dollars. You see how much like plug tobacco is now? You got to take a loan out of. For <laughs> I mean, I'm serious. Like I see those bags. One day, out of curiosity, I was like, I was. This was. Gosh, this was not too terribly long ago. And I looked at me. I go. How much is that? How much is that Levi Garrett back there? And she said it was like nine bucks out the door. I'm like Judas Priest, and this isn't in downtown. I'm outside the county when I ask this question. That's insane. That is insane. It's not. It's that's it's ridiculous. But yeah, no, we used to do. God, uh, yeah, used to do all sorts. We used to go to cheap. I thought the, you were going to tell me you're like a Copenhagen guy or something. No, I really like get that. the pound of Stokers back in the day. That yeah. big bag, the pound. Mm-hmm. Go to cheap and get the pound. Um, where the hell was I? Yeah. You, I can't believe you don't remember the car you drove, though. No, I didn't have it that long. It was my, it was my mom's minivan. The, the the drunk driver out of the bar hit me. My dip cup so is that why that you're that. is that why you're a little hesitant with your daughter at some point? Maybe like I, you would I not really be understanding. Am, no, would, but I really do know. Me, I gotta admit, I, I really do know how dangerous cars are. I just think I think there's a healthy fear attached to cars, and if if somebody tells me they have that healthy fear, I can't I can't tell them to go get behind the wheel. Then, like if my daughter came to me and said, well, "Hey, listen, I've looked at the statistics," and my daughter. My wife went to an Ivy League school. I would imagine my daughter would be the type of person that would be like all into stats. Yeah, yeah, all right, whatever, whatever. She's going to be smart, I would imagine. What school she goes to? And she's Cornell. And I'm she's. Smart. Ah. I can handle things. This isn't, this isn't new Please information. Please have a son named Fredo. I already know my daughter is going to be very analytical, and she'll probably be the type of person that'll love stats. And she'll look at the numbers and say, hey, Dad, only way I die at 16, more, the odds are in a high number of it being a car accident if it happens, and I don't want to do it. And I'm not going to be able to tell her when you have to do it. I'm going to say, okay, having a healthy fear and understanding that cars aren't toys isn't the end of the world. Here's an Uber, here's an Uber gift card. Let's figure this out. I sit there and make my son watch Days of Thunder. <laughs> I just make my children play Russian roulette every day. It's the same deal. I it's mean, hell. what it is in many ways. I 
Concerned parent over here. Maybe it would be different. It says the share of licensed drivers aged 20 to 24 dipped from 87% to 81% from 1995 to 2021. I mean, there. Uh, I got my one buddy. He well, said. I have to tell you, the share of licensed drivers in my house went from 25% to 50% right now. So he texted I me. disagree with your numbers. Well, he <laughs> says, good luck. Good luck. Kids don't want to drive, get a job, or do anything. All they care about is their phones. I have a psychotic outlook on all this stuff that I don't know if I want to share with everybody because they think they think I'm a psycho. Now I really want you to share it. Well, all my sons have to drive. Now one might we'll figure it out as as we go along, but my sons who can drive will drive. Stats are staring you in the face. Don't you care. Have, you have three boys. One of them's not going to want to drive. Stats staring me in the face, and I'm going to say, too bad. You guys are all going to drive. Also, I've thought about it long and hard. You better have either a school planned out or a trade planned out by the time you're 17, or I'm just going to start having recruiters visit the house. Just gonna come and knock on the door and be like, "Are you interested in this?" I haven't told anybody that. Are you? Are you? I would. I'll call them. The <laughs> How house. does this work? They'll call them the had, house. I had one. Come do they to do the call? Yeah. Do they do visits like that? Oh, when I was in high school, one called the house. Oh yeah, They'll like a trade, a trade. Person? No, a no. A I'm, I mean, a army recruiter. Man, oh, an yeah. army recruiter. Yes, I'm gonna. I'm gonna tell them by the time you're 17, I better have something laid out that you're gonna go to school or you're gonna get. You got a trade going somewhere because you don't have to go to college to find success in this country. And if you don't, I'm just going to have recruiters come to the house, and you better take your pick. A lot of pressure on those kids, isn't it? I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Now, if there are extenuating circumstances, Owen, then fine. That's a lot of pressure. But am I wrong? I'm probably no. wrong. Your kids I'm not probably wrong. want to go to college. He's probably going to go to college. He's probably going to want to. They're probably going to want to do the traditional. He's going to go to college right? to get some sort of a future. He ain't going to go to college just to put off the real world. I'll tell you that right now. No, but when you went to college, you, it was for broadcasting, right? Did, when, yeah. What year did and you? And my parents that? were full on open with me at the day I graduated college. I'll never forget this. We went with my aunt and uncle uh, to Applebee's afterwards, and my dad just came out. And he's like, I didn't think you were going to. I didn't think you were going to graduate. Yeah, you have the right to change your mind, right? Like maybe they go to broadcasting school, maybe they just decide they hate it. I don't, but I need to see a track before we do any of this stuff. You you better have something that's planned out for your life, son. But what if they go to okay. broadcasting school or, or go to college for broadcasting, realize two years in they don't like it, then instantly they have to have another plan. As like far give, as give them a chance to go ahead and find no, out what they like, I'm, what they enjoy. No, they gotta have. They gotta have to something. Up, they have to have something ready. Worst thing is to end up in a job you hate for forty years just because your dad wanted you to have a job at that point and, and couldn't figure anything welcome out. To my, welcome to the Carmen family tradition. <laughs> I broke it. <laughs> it's a family. But tradition. my dad hated his job for forty-one years, is that what, is that and the only reason about? he had it is because he wasn't getting laid off because he was working at Diebold at the time. That's what it is, brother. That, that's what happens that's with life. rash decisions. That's life. Rash decisions lead you to jobs and, you hate for and 40 hell, years. By that time, I'll look at him and go, you ought to be thankful you can still find a job that you hate for 40 <laughs> years. Get your ass to work, son. I'm Listen, sorry. That's the way it's going to be. Not to like their job. I understand this that. No I, I recognize lunch. that. This ain't no free lunch. This ain't a free lunch. The, the Carmen's are not going to be a, that's, you guys are not going to be a poor family. You're not a poor family. My wife and me. You can me, afford the kid a chance to, to figure it out in life. He better show some progress towards am, it, or I'm going to give his ass the big boot. I do not care. I, am, I got three of them. I don't got one. It's going to be different. Can your, can your kids come back and live with you after college, or are they out the door? They're out the door. Depends on the circumstances. You, do you have a job? If they have a job, I mean, do you have them, prospects? It gives them a, it gives them a big, uh, big leg up if they're not paying that apartment every single month. It does. Do that's, you have that's prospects? A new, that's a new line of thinking, by the way. Come back, live with dad and mom. Uh, you know, save some money, build up your own, build up your own bank account, and then you know, find a place you like. I certainly can't wait for ten minutes when people call in and recreate these family talks. I am not <laughs> and coming in hot. Well, that's true. Two one six four seven four double zero ninety two. 
coming in hot, coming up next. Please keep your comments within the boundaries of good taste. Now people are sending me cars they want me to buy. I'm not buying any of your rollers for $7,000. I'm just saying, I, I, I'm i a looky-loo on Facebook Marketplace every now and then. Hey, I got a boy turning 15 in a couple of weeks. Going to need you to send me the stuff. There you go. At like 10% of the cost. Because Owen's making his son drive. That's right. That's an American right there, That's brother. Exactly In fact, I might stop is. by the high school on the way home today and I'll, make him drive me the rest of the way. 216474. Couple cans of skull. Double O nine. You can't do that. He's only fifteen years old. Damn it, Jonathan. I thought this was America. <laughs> yeah, we still have laws. Two one six four seven four double O ninety two. Coming up next. Coming in hot. Please keep your comments within the boundaries of good taste. I still have the question, the diabolical quarterback question in my pocket. That and something I'm never going to watch. Doesn't matter how much you tell, you yell at me, how much you beg me. Ken Carmen, Peterlin, in for tone, coming in hot, coming up next on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.